Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Every time you look so nice today, by the way. Well, I knew we were doing video. Are we doing yeah. video? I mean, I guess we're on video. <laughs> I mean, you look nice too. I got okay, all these blankets. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know about you, but every time I'm in my office, I have a million blankets on my legs. I'm so cold all the time. Are you? No, I'm not. I have a million drinks. Yeah. Like I have a coffee. I have a couple waters in here. I got a bunch of stuff. I'm trying to still oh my get God. my office put together, but it is not. Still waiting on this couch, which is going to pull the room together. But I love they it. dropped off half a couch. I, yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you guys that I got a free couch? Did I tell you this? It's <laughs> yeah, in the you told me. I haven't even put it of, up yet. <laughs> of, of course you have a free couch. Like, how did that even happen? Yes. Oh, my God. Just this guy randomly emailed me, and he was looking for influencers. I don't even know how anyone thinks I'm an influencer of anything, especially couches. That was like the bug the bug thing. <laughs> right paid to like to talk about a bug zapper. I'm like, yes, I'm your insect repellent influencer. And also apparently now I'm a couch influencer. This guy wanted me to, he wanted to give me a free couch and then I got to make a video, which I need to do this week. They delivered it. And dude, it's a whole process to like put a couch together and it's got to go upstairs. So, and I I don't want to go upstairs, but I need a good before and after. And that's the couch it needs to replace. So it's a thing. But anyway, how are you going to be, how are you going to influence on a couch? Are you like, this is the most comfortable couch. I spent a lot of quality time on a couch. (laughs) Like, like what makes you qualified to be a couch influencer? (laughs) Literally, I told him, I said, this is actually perfect because my dog chewed the bottom of the couch and we need to replace it. So basically he's like, tell people if they're in the market for a couch, because you know, people pretty much need to be in the market for a couch. You're not just buying couches. Um, then go to value, V-A-L-Y-O-U. And yeah. Wow, he's getting a free <laughs> spot on this podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they should send me some extra money. But hey, I'll anyway, take a love seat. The whole thing. I'll take an ottoman. Yeah. I need something. Um, yeah. Well, we'll actually, speaking of up. influencers, speaking of it, actually, yes. speaking of influencers, I, this is what I want to talk about today. Um, I posted something last week. Um, that is a little uncomfortable, but if you're listening to this and you maybe are a coach or you have an online presence or you do social media of any kind, and maybe you're sort of trying to do more of that stuff. I posted something last week that said, if you have a following online, you're a leader, whether or not you want to be. And Mm. basically I was saying that you have influence. And even if you have a small audience, you still do have influence. I know we like sort of hate that word influencer and we're like, oh, it's so gross because we just think of that person who's like very like self-centered, self-absorbed, going through life, thinking everything revolves around them. Or selling couches. Right. I mean, you're obviously a couch influencer (laughs) because you spend a lot of quality time on couches. I don't know what makes you qualified, except that you said yes. Um, But if you have influence you are a leader whether or not you want to be. And so mm. I tweeted something uh, that feels a little uncomfortable and I want to talk about this today. It says, if you identify as a leader, it's your responsibility to be the bigger person in all scenarios. And mm. I wanted to dive into this and ha- this would be a quick episode, but 
this idea of being the bigger person. This is so hard. This is one of those things where there's so many different things that happen, uh, confrontations, like, I don't know, just things that happen in your life where you just want to go to that base level. And I think it's really human. In fact, like Kelly McGonigal, I'm a big fan of her work. She actually talks about that. She calls it the default brain, like monkey brain, default brain, base level brain, which is the the average person stays there, I would say probably most of their life, right? Where they, they blame and they complain and they deflect and they get defensive and all these kind of things. And honestly, that was me up until probably the age of like 30, to be honest. And I think back and I have these moments of cringe where I, would, I could just remember complaining about my workplace, complaining about my boss, complaining about my relationship, complaining about my business partner, like all of these things. And I remember thinking back on those times and all I wanted was people to just agree with me, right? Yes, it's all bad. And we've talked so much on this podcast now around the idea of you choose your reality. Uh, you can you know, choose to see a situation how you want to. And so this sort of takes it one step further, which says if you are a leader, you identify as someone who uh, other people are looking to for things, right? To buy a couch or whatever it is, that... <laughs> <laughs> that at, at some point it is your responsibility to be the bigger person. And we see this a lot of times in business, um, you know, when some, I mean, people tend to go base level, especially with something that's their business where it's their baby or it's a client gets, you know, emotionally hijacked during a launch. We get a, uh, I don't know, we get nasty customer service emails sometimes at Jill Fit, which can be like hard sometimes for my assistant to handle because she gets defensive and she wants the person to know, hey, there's like an actual human on the other side of this email. It's not just like, you know, a robot or something like, like you have to like be kind and it's hard in those moments when someone is coming at you or you're feeling really defensive or you're feeling like what someone is saying is not true or you just get that hit inside you want to like lash out but for me I always try and like just pause a tiny bit and be like what would the not base level version of myself here do but what would the more the most evolved version of myself here do and sometimes you have to fake it a little bit. Like you don't want to, right? Like there's this part of you that just mm. wants like, just tell them what the fuck is up. You want to just be like, throw it back in their face. You want to do that like base level thing. And I do think it's normal, by the way. I'm not saying it's not. In fact, I feel like it's actually the most normal response is that like more base level response. That's why I say the more evolved version would be like to be the bigger person. So I'm curious for to you, what does being the bigger person mean? And what does that look like in certain scenarios? Damn. So super real. Um, I've had so many scenarios where I've wanted to lash out and I've thought about this, like, how is this going to look for me to others who are looking up to me? And so I feel like being the bigger person really means like taking a beat and not reacting immediately from your like instinctual reaction, right? It's like taking a pause, taking a second. And I think leadership really means picturing how this comes across to others. And it's, it's almost like, um, it's, I don't want to say it's like controlling how people see you, but in a way it it is, you have to kind of take a step back and go, okay, how is, what's my ripple effect going to be? What is this going to like, what are the consequences of this going to be? And you have to think all the scenarios through. And so I think it's really just taking a beat and thinking about how you want things to come across. How do you want them to unfold? And what is the like actual outcome you're desiring? And so I don't know, like being the bigger person tends to look more like diffusing a situation instead of escalating a situation. Mm -hmm. I think it takes into account looking at other people's perspectives. I think it takes into account um, 
again, big picture. It's kind of like when you're in a fight in a relationship, right? And sometimes it's when you're with your partner and you just want to be right. But ultimately, if your goal is to make the relationship last, if your goal is to have closeness and a good partnership, you have to stop yourself from saying nasty things just to be mean in the moment. And I think in all things, we have to think about like, what are we actually looking for? What is what is our main goal instead of what are we trying to do in the moment? And so, mm. so often we are like, just want to get back at someone or say the last word. But if your bigger goal is to continue to have influence, if your bigger goal is to make a big impact, getting the last word in isn't really helping you get there. So it's it's almost like, you know, eating healthy and doing exercising. You're like, I would love to just have, I don't know, cake today, but I know I want to be feel healthy and have mm. longevity in my life and feel good. And so we're taking these small things. It's just like discipline. I think it's really like discipline in your mind versus discipline in your body. It's going, I'm going to be disciplined enough to take a beat and maybe say the thing or do the thing that doesn't feel good right now, but in the long term, it's going to help me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's so good. I'm glad you mentioned the word perspective because I think that's really it is like going and I have this I have a couple like little tests that I do. And for me, it's it's either going to be in a romantic relationship mostly or or in business where it's, you know, someone like, I don't know, customer service inquiry or something like that, where there's an opportunity to like go base level with that person. So I think, and it's hard because you want to defend yourself, right? Like it's, you're, you're getting a hit because this person you feel like has the wrong information. What they're saying about you, you feel like is not correct. And so you really want to like set them straight and like give them all the reasons and justify it and things like that. So we kind of have, um, I'll just give you guys an example. We have this uh, kind of joke within the business at Jill Fit. You know, we've been doing this long time and Sarah, who is my, um, she does all the customer service and customer success at Jill Fit has been with me since 2014. So what, almost 10 years now. And there was this one time and she gets really like defensive of me, probably more than I even would at this point, but she's just like, well, like she's very principled. Like that's her thing. She's very principled and she's so perfect for the job because she would never cut corners. She could never lie. Like she's just very like straight laced and has to follow the rules, which is great for that position. But this one time, this is years and years and years ago, uh, I saw an email because I'm in the inbox sometimes and I can see and I saw a response and it was kind of short to a client and I understood why because the person was being, they were being a fucking asshole to be honest. And her response was really short and I could tell like it was from this place of like wanting to defend me and defend the business and whatever. And I had to sit her down and I said, hey, I totally understand and your loyalty means the most to me. But let's have you and I have that conversation separately. We're going to have to swallow the pride. And I said, if you take time, like you don't have to answer it right away, but like you need to take it. We have a 24 hour rule. If like you're just getting like, if you get like kind of high emotionally hijacked, like wait 24 hours and then respond to the email, like take your time. And I do this too, by the way, if I have a customer servicing, it's on me to, to answer. I take 24 hours and I really think to myself, okay, what would I be proud of? And is, if this response ended up on social media somewhere, right? Someone screenshot it and put it on. I, this is how I do my DMs as well. Like I, I'm, I'm very aware that everything could be screenshot, my texts, things like that. And would I be proud if this was up on social media? And the end of the day, I'm not. And so I had to sit Sarah down and this is years and years and years ago. And I said, hey, I get it. I totally understand. I said, but I really need you take a beat and then say, thanks so much for your email. 
appreciate your feedback and then calmly explain the policy or whatever it is instead of being like really short and like very like kind of passive aggressive and she totally got it and she was like uh, she apologized like I'm totally got but like you know we needed to have that scenario we need to have that conversation for her to like quite get it but it's hard in those moments to do that so we have kind of a joke now that like whenever we do get something like that where someone literally just emails in and I think they must think like you know it's some VA in the Philippines or something like a, or it's a robot or it's an automation or something because people can be like so rude over email and so Sarah will say, well, I really wanted to say this, but what I said was, thanks so much for your email and thanks so much for your feedback. And so we, we kind of laugh because she's like, this is what I wanted to say, but then like, this is what I actually said, you know? And I think something like that is okay to acknowledge like how you feel. I don't think this is about pushing down the emotions. Like it's okay to have the defensiveness and the the, the wanting to justify and having all the very normal human responses. But it then, ta- like you said, taking a beat, taking all of that into consideration and going, what response would I be the most proud of? When I look back at this five years from now, a year from now, 10 years from now, will I be proud of the person that I was in that res- like in that response? And to me, even if you just swallow your pride in the moment, you'll always look back at those moments and be like, you know what? It was hard, but I'm so glad and so proud that I was the bigger person because that's, you know, we can talk about it like in, in a public comment section, how to handle some like trolls and things like that. But whether it's with a relationship, whether it's with an email or customer service issue or friend issue, I think you can always be proud of being the bigger person because it also makes the other person look like the, like the worst person, you know, like, and not to be like yeah. who's better or worse, but the same, they should give you a level of satisfaction that this person went base level and you didn't. Like, to me, you should be yeah. proud of that. That's the thing you should be the most proud of is like that this person went base level and you don't, you, what's that Michelle Obama thing? When they go low, we go high. We go kind high, of the yeah. same thing. Yeah. So, I think in those moments when you can look back and be like, I had to swallow my pride and maybe you even have to fake it a little bit. Maybe you like don't want to really say that, but you just say it because you know that that's how you're going to be proud of yourself. That's something you're going to be proud of yourself years from now. It's tough. Oh, it's so true. And you don't want to be on the other side having the screenshots shared or the video shared. Like during the pandemic, while my mom was sick, I had walked to Walgreens to get her some medicine. And y'all know like she was just got out of brain surgery. And instead of driving, I walked because I just needed to get some fresh air. But in my car, I had masks. So this was during the pandemic. We had to wear masks. I was waiting in line and this woman went off on me for not having a mask. And I didn't even realize. I was just going through all my stuff, just walked in, grabbed some medicine, go to the checkout counter. She's like, get six feet away from me, starts freaking out. And I am not in the emotional state to deal with this shit. And I so badly wanted to grab her hair, slam her face into the (laughs) the counter. Like I had all these scenarios going through my head. And then I stopped and I thought, someone will get their camera. They will video this shit of me going off on some lady. And then it's going to be all over the internet of like some fight. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like it's going to be on the internet and I'm going to be seen as a lunatic. And very valid reasons. And I could explain myself like, look, this is what I did. I didn't mean to leave my mask at home. Doesn't matter. People are only going to see this bitch punching somebody. And so I stopped. Of course, I stopped and do it. And I walked out and I just started crying. But I am so glad because that could have been with me the rest of my life. It could have ruined my career. It could have ruined so many things. And so often in like those moments where you're just so ragey. What about like when people say you don't have a backbone? What if you say, what if you, like, what if people think, well, you should have stood up for yourself. Well, you don't have a backbone. You should have stood up for yourself. 
You know, I think there's a difference between standing up for yourself and lashing out. I think there's ways that you can say, like, (laughs) I was too emotional, so I didn't really say anything. If I could have, I would have been like, (laughs) thank you so much for reminding me about my mask. I left it at home. I wasn't able to bring it, but I'll stand back here for it. You know, like I could have stood up for myself and said something. Unfortunately, that was not the time or place for me to say anything because I was going to lose my shit. I was like, no, I don't have patience for you. But you know, I think sometimes we're, we are caught off guard and we don't have the <laughs> the emotional yeah. uh, wherewithal to just even come up with something. And I think that's okay too. I, I would rather, I would rather someone say you don't have a backbone than, you know, me losing my shit and being on the internet for like starting a fight or something or saying something really that can, something that can be construed as racist, sexist, ableist, like whatever, like, you know, when you are at your base level, you'll just say some shit out your mouth that who knows what will come out and make you look like a person that you're not. And so I think that I would rather be be told I didn't have a backbone. But I think in a time, if you do take a deep breath, you can respond like maybe you don't have 24 hours if you're there in the moment, but you can stand up for yourself and you can state your boundaries and state what you're about without attacking. And I mm-hmm. think that's that's an important distinction to have. And like, t- let's talk about this from a relationship per- capacity too. I think there's those moments where, I don't know, like Byron Katie says, the person you live with is your greatest teacher. And I really feel mm-hmm. like there are certain things that your partner says and you're like, how did you fucking know to say the one thing that's going to get under my skin? Like exactly what would get under my skin? Like they just know like so well, right? And so in those moments, I think it's important to to like directly state how it makes you feel. But I think that this is the difference between saying you're a fucking asshole and hey, mm-hmm. I feel like that comment was kind of an asshole comment, right? Two different things. So instead of like, that would be a really easy way to say like, hey, I felt like that was really uncalled for. I felt like, you know, that was really like an attack on me or something like that versus you always attack me, right? Yeah. Like two different ways. And again, it does take a level of emotional intelligence to like take a beat and then be like, okay, I want to express how I'm feeling. I don't want to just stuff it down, right? That's not healthy either. I want to express how I'm feeling and I want to engage in this conversation because it's an important one to have. But I have to be aware of the language that I use, especially absolutes. I think that can get you into trouble quite a bit where it's like, you always do this. You never do that. Like, because then it's like, really? And I've caught myself sometimes with Keith. I use a lot of qualifiers sometimes where I'll be like, sometimes I feel like you do this and that makes me feel this way, right? And I'm also now keenly aware of like, if he uses absolute language, he'll be like, I feel like, I feel like all the time you do this. And I'm like, all the time. And then he'll be like, well, not all the time, but, and I'm like, okay. So like, I think that that's really important too, because you can't take that stuff back, right? If you say you're a fucking asshole, you can't take that back versus, hey, I feel like you're just being a little bit of an asshole in this moment. I feel like that was an asshole comment. To me, that's very honest without being, but you can still like clearly state your, you know, your truth without having that lasting, like you called it a ripple effect throughout the relationship or throughout yeah. the, you know, so I think it's it's some of these hard things, but I think the key here is, is taking a beat. And I remember my first sort of mindset coach, Julius, would say, people think, action, reaction are the exact same thing. They go, well, this person cut me off in traffic, so I have to beep at them. And he was like, what they don't understand is this tiny bit of space and time, 
a little tiny bit of time where you can choose your response. And that is a fucking practice, right? Like you have to, to get to the point where you can see that angle and then go, yes, what's the most evolved version of me? What should they do in this space? And then, yeah. And then fucking practice that. It's hard. Well, I think one last thing that you mentioned that was kind of not glossed over, but the example you gave with Sarah is that it's okay for Sarah to tell you what she wanted to say. You can always, when I was in network marketing, it was always about complain up, but don't complain down. Mm. So she could tell you and say, Hey, this is what's like, this is what I wanted to say to this bitch who wrote in, but here's (laughs) what I did say. So, so down, right. Is going to be your customers, your clients, um, up is going to be maybe your leaders, your mentors, your coaches. So you go to your coaches, your leaders with your problems and you can complain and have them help you, but you're not complaining to the people you're serving. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge, huge piece of when it's okay, because we're going to want to vent. We're going to want to have these reactions and you can have them, but you're having them behind closed doors. But we're the people who can see, like I told my boyfriend after I was like, I wanted to punch this lady's face. Like I wanted to smash her. I was so mad, but that wasn't for her to see. And that wasn't for the world to see on a video on social media. And it's, you know, Sarah needs to vent and she could say that to you, totally. but she shouldn't be on social media talking to your customers or letting other people hear it. Like that's where it stops. So I think as a leader, you need to know who you can talk to about these things, who you can complain to, and just be very mindful about who's watching you and what you're saying. Yeah, it's a good one. Well, great examples here and uh, would be interested in how you guys see this. If you do see this as something to practice or if this has been hard for you, I know we've all had those cringeworthy moments where we weren't at our best selves, but I think moving forward, you know, it's good practice and just something to think about. So I want to have this conversation. And if you have an online following, you're an influencer, sorry to break it to you, but you just Mm -hmm. are, you're going to have to get used to it. Well, that's all we got for you guys. And uh, anything else? I think we're good. Please uh, leave us a review and we'll see you on the next episode. Okay. Bye guys. Have a good one. Bye.